It is Barrow Sports Worldwide, and uh, great to have you on board this Wednesday. It is a soccer night. Obviously, no soccer being played, no football being played, whichever term uh, that you choose to use. We are broadcasting from somewhere, somehow, and someplace. And since leaving South African shores in January 2019, the former Kaiser Chiefs, as well as Orlando Pirates mentor, Mushin Etugrol, has landed himself what they call a bit of a cushy job, hey, in Turkey. Uh, he's been entrusted there with uh, a technical advisor role for the Turkish national team, uh, which is a very, very wonderful position for someone who's as technical as he is. Uh, Etrigal has also spent a lot of his career in South Africa, having previously coached uh, the likes of uh, Maritzburg United, Ajax Cape Town, Golden Arrows. Uh, he's also been to the now defunct Pumalanga Black Aces. Uh, well, he's also had stunts, though, at Club Africain, Ishmaili, uh, the Super League outfit, Sivaspor. We're going to be catching up with him. He is live. He is in Turkey. Good evening, Coach. Good evening, Robert. Uh, thank you for having me in the show. Great to hear um, your voice. Oh, man. I, I mean, I'm going to congratulate you in just a second about the new appointment. How is life in Turkey? I know that uh, the Turkish league was one of the very last uh, to shut its doors, as everybody else was doing around the world. What's life like at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, uh, this is perhaps uh, the most difficult times and weeks that we all in uh, because uh, for us that uh, actually, actually uh, we are not on the field or around the competition. Uh, we fight against the virus that is everywhere, and um, I think it's the same like what is in South Africa. We also uh, locked in, and uh, I think the most important thing for all of all of us uh, everywhere in the world. Uh, we have to stand together and be uh, actually united in that um, in that matter to to fight against something that we really can't see. And uh, we all at home, working from home, and um, I would uh, really see and um, and really advise uh, what is happening in Italy, Spain, and uh, when we see that very close in our in front of our eyes, is um, to stay at home is I think that's the most important thing at the moment. Do you find that people are adhering to that right now? Have the mentalities changed somewhat compared to a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I think we all, uh, as much as uh, you're, you're asking about uh, how is life in, in Turkey, uh, the league is uh, one of the latest ones um, to close. Yes, I think we all were shell-shocked. And uh, uh, during a couple of days now, we get more and more recognized and, uh, and realize that actually uh, what is actually happening when you see those pictures uh, in Italy or in Spain or in America at the moment, uh, what is uh, all over. Uh, and uh, the, the helplessness, actually, that we are in at the moment uh, makes you realize that uh, what difficult times we are in. And um, this has, at the moment, uh, from the sportive perspective, obviously, there is a great challenging uh, part that I have to be in, and uh, it's a big spectrum. But um, uh, we all need to know that uh, really this situation at the moment, we have to stand together and to listen really to the advisory, advisory of the scientists uh, what to do. And uh, I think we shouldn't take that lightly. Mm. Well, as I was saying, congratulations on the new appointment. Um, it might not be new, 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 but it's new to a lot of South Africans. <laughs> Is that the kind of role you've always wanted, Mushin? I know the last time we had a conversation, I mean, you always talk about the finer details of sport, and when you look at a technical uh, position like that, it, it really shows. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, thank you for asking and thank you for uh, really having me on the show. And um, yeah, it is, I'm missing South Africa, I must say that as well, because uh, as you mentioned earlier on, that uh, long years being in South Africa has been associated with a lot of uh, friends and um, families that we are involved with uh, and have the friendship uh, obviously now from far. Yes, uh, the, the role is uh, something very diff- different to me, but um, I used to be standing on the field and day-to-day business. This is more... Uh, really a bright and big spectrum. We have such a young uh, a great team, the national team at the moment from Turkey, uh, which you know that uh, have beaten France in the, the world champion in the qualification round uh, to the Euro. And mm. uh, such a young and dynamic team and playing uh, great players in uh, everywhere in international football, in Italy, in Spain, uh, uh, by Juventus, in Leicester, uh, one of our central defenders. So the the demand is that uh, the technical role to see oversee all the situation and uh, when these boys coming back to the Turkish national team so that they find similarity to that what they have in day-to-day business uh, and um, one of the parts that we have to be responsible to looking after such valuable players and um, obviously one of these parts is that that I have to be involved in that part and then there's a lot of other spectrum into, but at the moment, unfortunately, we can only deal um, that from home, and um, it's quite challenging. Um, been very close to the, to the technical part. Uh, we, have, we have actually our own uh, house, our home, uh, that we can uh, work together with all the technical departments, and uh, it is challenging. It's, it's, it's a great work that uh, I'm involved in. And when you talk about the Turkish football scene right now and, and, and part of you trying to weave a commonality between what is happening um, on the developmental side of Turkish football and also what is happening on the national team side, how, how big a job is this uh, to bring some form of uniformity, to bring Turkish football back to, especially at national team level, to the kind of national team, Mushin, that used to be feared, uh, that used to play that kind of football uh, that a lot of countries were not able to cope with because it was quite difficult to understand uh, the, the style, uh, but the results were there. Uh, yes, for sure. I mean, uh, we have uh, on the head, uh, Shino Ganesh, uh, our head coach, uh, he was the, actually the, the, the mentor of the 2002 World Cup that was number three in the, uh, on that time, uh, won the bronze medal in the, in the World Cup. And uh, again, he has very, very successful with this Besiktas. Uh, he, is, he is a person that uh, looks beyond uh, day-to-day business. And uh, this is why uh, he was directly involved to bring me in. And uh, we were actually talking uh, nearly 12 months, actually one year, about uh, to come and, and join uh, such an uh, important side for me, which is uh, my background, my, my home. And, um, obviously, at the moment, with so many young players involved, uh, is, uh, uh, is much more, uh, let me say, the salt in the soup for me to be involved with such great talents. And um, you need to find a unity. And I think uh, the technical department has found that to beating France uh, was uh, actually the, the, uh, above the expectation, but it creates more expectation. And um, the head department and uh, the federation wants to see this team. We all want to see this team. Uh, but the next Euro, uh, this is actually postponed to next year, uh, as you know. Uh, to be very successful and um, the World Cup qualifiers also come very soon in the, for 22. So there's a lot of, um, the, I think also the department of coaching uh, to help younger coaches uh, to get the unity into that, that it goes to the, to the under uh, 15 uh, sections. And we need to find the consent to that uh, so that um, the development side of coaches, uh, development side of players has to 
has to be unique and has to be uh, together. And uh, this is why I'm involved and trying to find solutions for that. What is Spain doing? What is Italy doing? Uh, the most um, important football countries and so that we can have an ongoing process with our younger players. And when you look at support structures, because usually they're quite different, and maybe spell it out for us uh, who are here in South Africa, you're pretty used to the systems and how they worked at SAFA, you know, watching from a distance what's happening at Bafana Bafana. What would you say are some of the pluses that you have in Turkey as far as the workability around a national team is concerned? Yeah, it is interesting to actually see... uh we had a situation like, uh, uh, you know, Merich Demiral, uh, uh, the boy that is playing for uh, a player that is, for me, one of the best centre-backs in the world football, uh, is playing for Juventus. Yes. Yet he had a slight injury at the moment, and uh, he didn't have a, a one game in Turkey, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, sure. been uh, brought up from the development side from Fenerbahce in, in Turkey. And uh, then he went uh, to Portugal and then went through... Uh, some smaller clubs to Juventus, and now he's in lineup in Juventus. And um, this shows you that uh, there are some really talents, uh, or like Cengiz Ünder uh, playing for Roma. Uh, these are really uh, great players that has been not developed outside the country. And so you can see that there is uh, talent, but we need to not only find generation. Uh, this is the same in South Africa. Uh, sometimes I say. Um, the development structures has to be individually better in clubs. Uh, that means uh, we're sending generally, uh, this is in South Africa now, um, we're sending uh, primary school uh, players uh, to the university. So they don't have find the really development to, to go to the college and finalize the, all those years, the development structure. So we expect uh, players actually with their rough talent, what they have, to the, develop in the highest level. And um, this, has, this has to be overcome. It's very similar to Turkey as well. Uh, it's a racing uh, league. Uh, there's a lot of money involved in that. And the coaches actually fear to bring younger players in. Uh, and this fear has to be taken away. And we need to find consensus and, and possibilities that they can wear the jerseys in the Premier League or in the second division so that uh, they can develop. And no player actually can grow in the stands. They have to get the opportunity. And this is also what I was fighting for in South Africa. Mm-hmm. What, what measures come in, coach, to indicate that the kind of job that you're doing is what uh, the association wants? Have they given you a, 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 a countdown? Have they given you what they would normally call at least the deliverables? Have they given you that to say within this time frame we want the Turkish national team uh, to be achieving X and Y, or is it more of an open mandate that you have? Yeah, actually, it's, uh, I'm very close with the coach, uh, with the head coach and the coaching department. And um, actually, uh, today I was uh, looking into analyzing uh, what actually happened in the, in the last year season in the Champions League. What are the, what are the trends? Uh, the last World Cup, what are the trends? And when you look into the trends, you can analyze and realize uh, what is actually happening in the world football. So that when you look into our own players by individual part of it, uh, what is the what is the perspective of what, how can we develop in the national team and find consensus uh, together, find the reason that they're playing in different styles in different parts of the world. And um, when they come in uh, in a short time of uh, six to eight hours per week in training session before the games, uh, they need to find the consensus to develop in the highest level. Uh, obviously, in tournaments, you have a bit more time uh, that you have at least three weeks of preparation. 
But uh, the clear mandate to you to answer is that it's a very bright spectrum, and uh, I need to find also my my feet in and analyze actually where are the demands, uh, where are the the problems. And um, Turkish football is a is a racing. Uh, the Super League in Turkey is a racing league, and there's a lot of uh, money involved, and they want to achieve uh, in international football uh, level. And uh, we need to look into the structures as well. Uh, and uh, the youth development side is for me always, uh, always in my heart something that uh, I want to have a part of it uh, to find uh, and add something onto it. Uh, it is not that it's not uh, it's going wrong. It is actually a running perspective. But you can't have uh, players like Meris Demiral uh, playing for Juventus and not playing in the Turkish league before. So these are the elements that we need to be better and, and develop better into that. This is also a part of that. I put that on my desk. All right. Um, if you're just joining us as well on Radio 2000, uh, let's uh, welcome you back after listening to Dr. William Keyes' address a short while ago. So welcome back. You're listening to Marawa Sports Worldwide, and we are chatting to Coach Mushin Etigral. We'll take your voice notes, 0605 uh, If there are any questions uh, that you need to ask him right now, he has been put in a very, very important uh, position in Turkey. I know a lot of people have been speculating at some point, uh, Coach, maybe let me get this out the way before people say, ah, but you didn't ask him about the potential job at Cape Town City. Were you, were you asked to do that job? Did anybody approach you? What happened there? Uh, are you asking me directly? 100%, coach. You no, know actually, the story. <laughs> uh, actually, you know that on that time I was already speaking to the coach, uh, to Chanel Ganesh, uh, many times and uh, been not directly approached, no. Uh, I was at, at the moment in my home at uh, Cape Town, you know that when I'm not working, uh, always back in South Africa. And uh, no, it has not been approached. Uh, uh, it was not. Uh, but on that time already, I was very close uh, to to sign for the Turkish uh, side here. And um, we were actually uh, in a situation that is being uh, forwarded. Uh, it was long talks to, to each other, and then in the end it happened. But uh, I was already in that, engaged with that situation. Yeah, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, though, there was a lot of work that you were doing with that project um, around Euro 2020 for the youth uh, for that tournament as well, around about the same time. Absolutely, yeah, uh, because uh, I was uh, unfortunately that we couldn't, um, we would have had now a couple of days ago a play against a game against um, Austria in the preparation time. And um, now we're also analyzing, uh, you know, that uh, the TSG site that is always in my heart by FIFA. And um, uh, I hope to and, um, try to find, hopefully get the invitation to continue with that. Um, and um, we are at the moment discussing uh, when the league is going to start. Uh, because next season uh, is the problem that the, the TV rights, uh, what is uh, been demanding like in the EPL or in, in, in the Bundesliga, that uh, is coming now closer, that uh, the leagues have to somewhere, somehow to be finished. And uh, uh, and obviously with the whole situation, we can't put anyone in jeopardy at the moment. And uh, so there are task forces working uh, uh, tireless uh, on these elements and find a situation that uh, the league at least in June, July could be finished, uh, maybe without spectators. These are at the moment just guessing and discussing for any country on the task force. And these are the involvement that uh, is also listening and try to find out what is Germany doing also to report back. Just from what you see, and I know a lot of people keep talking about the playing behind closed doors debate, uh, Coach Mushin, the one thing that I found very strange is that 
there's still human contact. What you're trying to avoid is uh, people being in touch with each other, and it's a full-on contact sport. So whether the fans are there or not, you still have human beings that are playing on the field, and they're spitting, and they're sweating, etc. Absolutely, you're completely. You can't jeopardize any human uh, to uh, in this situation. Also, the moral of the players. Uh, when you look into at the moment, Leipzig. I was today correspondent corresponding about it. Um, they're getting the players in uh, because uh, football is a, is is not a cyclic form. It's an acyclic sport, and uh, you have to get the boys out of the own body uh, composition, and they need to be on the field uh, at least doing acyclic movements. So what they do is that getting the players uh, in um, with, the, with uh, checking the players in different um, clothing rooms, where changing rooms, uh, and then uh, in a st- sterile rooms, obviously, and then getting the boys uh, in two or three on the field, um, doing a one-hour session on the ball, individually with each different coaches, and then send them back home. Somewhere, somehow, uh, that's, a, that's a wise decision what they have taken. Uh, Wolfsburg does that as well, and uh, other, other Bundesliga teams uh, will do that uh, very soon. But in the end, there can't be any contact. And that is what, um, what really, really is at the moment demanding of all of us. And somewhere, somehow, uh, before the new season starts, you need to finish the other, other season. And um, because there's a lot of money involved uh, for, the, for the TV rights uh, for next season, so they're trying to find solution. And hopefully that all, uh, all problems can be finished. Uh, we hope that it at least uh, in May, in June. Uh, but uh, uh, this is looking so far uh, forward. is also difficult because in football you need to plan. And when yeah. you can't plan, it's just guessing. And I know that uh, it was about, what, a week ago uh, where the message was were being sent to the Galatasaray president, Abdurrahim Al-Barak, and also the coach, Fatih Terim, who had also tested positive for the coronavirus. Do you have any latest there? I know that it's not what we were going to chat about, but you might be aware of what is happening. I know that they had contracted the virus. Yes, uh, Fatih, uh, the coach uh, Fatih Terim is uh, out of the hospital, uh, I think, two days ago. And he has to be in quarantine at home uh, now. And uh, we were really praying that uh, nothing going to happen. And um, actually, he had mild, uh, mild situation and, uh, and he was uh, under control. And I think uh, the problem that we have at the moment, uh, you all know Rishdi Rechberg, uh, our famous goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, he, is at the moment, he is at the moment in the hospital. He, he has the virus, and uh, we all really, really is one of our legends, and we hope uh, and pray that uh, he will overstay it. I mean, we, we wish safe passage to all of those that have been affected. Um, I think that the last time I had a look in Turkey, the coronavirus cases were somewhere around the 13,531 and also there were 214 deaths with 243 people recovering. That is, that is a loss of life. That is a huge, huge number, that, uh, Coach. I mean, I don't know what your final take is around coronavirus, what you can advise people around the world that are listening to the show right now and who are locked home under lockdown. Um, I must say that, that uh, the Turkish government uh, is doing his best uh, every day, uh, every channel, uh, we have the best scientists, uh, the profs, uh, all involved uh, straight with the government uh, in and uh, advising around, around the clock to people uh, really what to do and how to do, 
how to escape that. And um, if if uh, if you see the pictures in Italy and um, Spain and uh, what is at the moment happening in America and uh, obviously with us here, we are still fortunate. Um, and uh, I think the government is doing a tremendous job, I must say that. Uh, and uh, what I only can say is that really uh, you have to stand together and listen to the government and the advisory uh, situation. Uh, I've followed it as well in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I just can uh, only urge uh, people and say really that uh, stay at home. Uh, please stay at home. Don't uh, take that so light. Uh, you can see that uh, Italy is really on the knees at the moment. And we also here at the moment you know, are in a difficult situation. And um, the government is advising us around the club. I must say that. And... Um, also, uh, I would love to uh, say my condolences in, in direction of uh, my former captain, uh, Doggy. Sure. I'm, I'm, I know that uh, he was very close to his mother, and uh, may she rest in peace. And um, I must say that, that I will really feel uh, special in this time. Uh, I would say uh, him to have really, may his soul rest in peace. And uh, uh, I know how, how hard it, it took, uh, he will take it. And I wish him really uh, during this uh, this uh, difficult time uh, that uh, he he really finds uh, finds himself. I must say that uh, because I'm I'm uh, we're very close to Doggy and uh, I can feel uh, from far his his pain. Mm. No, without a doubt, I was going to give you that opportunity towards the end, but I'm glad you did. Um, the passing away of Me, uh, Mabel um, Dungwa. Uh, Mama to uh, Dr. Kumalo. Um, may her soul rest in peace. And obviously from everybody uh, within the sporting fraternity and around the country um, who obviously know the legend and know how close he was to his mother. Uh, we're going to play a couple of voice notes and then we will say goodbye to you, Coach. Um, obviously, you, you're your main figure here in South Africa. People still have lots of love for you. Thank you very much. Thank you from Cape Town. Kindly ask Mushin Etukral if we will ever, ever consider coming back to the Amakosi family. Thanks, bye. Hi, Mr. Marawa. Hi, Mr. Marawa. Jimmy in Macau, Mr. Marawa. Mushin is a good coach, Mr. Marawa. Can you ask Mr. Mushini if Kaiser Chiefs can call Mr. Mushini to come back in SA to coach Amakosi? You will come back, Mr. Marawa. You will take the job, Mr. Marawa, or what, Mr. Marawa. But Mr. Marawa, I love the coach. Huh? I love the coach. He's a great coach. Even though at Orlando Pirate, things didn't go well, Mr. Marawa. But I know Mshin is a great coach. He will do well in take, Mr. Marawa. Show sure, Mr. Marawa. Jimmy in Macau. Okay, Jimmy. Good evening, gentlemen. It's Isaac here in Sushanguve. Coach, you are one of the disciplinarians and I love you so much. I just want to know if maybe sometime in future you'll be back in South African shores. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks so much for those voice notes. And maybe just in conclusion, Coach, I think lots of voice notes, but one question if you'd ever come back to Chiefs. Uh, firstly, Amster is doing a great job uh, at the moment, and um, I think uh, they need to be a little bit more patient. Obviously, at the moment, it's a bit difficult. I, I could follow the situation and um, uh, how difficult it was for him to turn it around, and I think he is on a good road. Uh, in future, 
obviously, Kaiser Chiefs is always in my heart, and uh, everybody knows that. And uh, I'm also very close with the family and uh, with the surroundings, with the supporters. And one day, hopefully, uh, that uh, maybe I could uh, finish my football career and get that what I'm learning and uh, my contribution at the moment in international football. Maybe I can bring it back a little bit also then uh, to South Africa. Obviously, I would love to finish my career in South Africa which uh, and retire there. <laughs> Well, that's good news, Coach. Good to know that you'll be back here soon. But good luck with the big mission uh, that lies ahead as the newly appointed Turkey National Team Technical Advisor, uh, Coach Mushin Etugol, coming through live from Turkey. Thank you so much for joining us on MSW. Thank you, Robert. Uh, good evening to you, and uh, please stay healthy. Thank you so Thank much, you. Coach. Thank you. Have a good evening.